Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, I said in the last episode that life is growth, life is movement, forward movement. And we know that Jesus promised to give us abundant life. And the secret is in his word. And his word is everything. His word is what he's focusing on at the moment in the church. I've been speaking for a number of years now about the shaking, the separation, the the separation that has already occurred. So God allows the trials. He prunes those that he loves, that they would bear much fruit. He disciplines those he loves. He rebukes and corrects with all authority. And this coronavirus and all of this economic uncertainty has been uh, used by God, allowed by God to to correct us. You know, if you can't work, then it is the testing of your faith that develops perseverance. You know what you're made of. You know when everything's perfect, you don't really need God. But when things don't work out according to your prayers, according to your expectations, it forces us to to choose His word is a divider. His word divides between soul and spirit, bone and marrow. So the church, this is true. What I'm saying is going to happen. Everything I've said has happened. So we are coming into a season of the word, of establishment in the word, a discipleship movement. There are people now, Christians, who have stood the test of time. He who stands to the end will be saved. And Jesus promises us in Revelation that, you know, he who does not love his life unto death will be saved. So we've had a a little tiny bit of shaking. I mean, it's been nothing. It's like, you know, we've lost our Netflix for for a few days. You know, we, we can't sit at a restaurant. I mean, this is really nothing, but it has been enough of a shaking for a separation to occur. For us to have decided, are we going to, to build our lives on the rock? That's what Jesus said. Are we going to build our lives on the rock? That is Jesus Christ. Now, This whole Romans chapter 8 that we've been in for a while, it's showing us what life is. It's showing us that, you see, it says here, uh, and we are free to live not according to our flesh, but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulses of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset controlled by the Spirit finds life and peace. So if 
those of us who have chosen to put the word of God first and say, you know what, my economics is shaking, my relationships are shaking, my church is shaking, my finances are shaking, but I'm standing on the rock. My trust is in God. I'm not trusting in the world. I'm not of the world. You know, we can't love the world or the things of the world or the love of the Father isn't in us. So we have had the shaking as an opportunity to transition over to the Word. So there are churches who have successfully transitioned over to the Word, and there's going to be more shaking. One of the things God has clearly spoken to me about is a total economic collapse. I know it hasn't happened. Some people say it'll never happen, but he has made it clear to me that this is going to happen. Um, and what it is is the governments, the bankers, the, the people in charge, they are going to totally lose control. I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure what it looks like or how it's going to happen, but to me it looks like driving a car and there's no steering wheel. You know, I don't know what the steering wheel represents, like whether it's monetary policy, whether it's the stock market, I don't know. But I'm seeing God laughing like the 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 the, the people in charge of the money are going to to truly be surprised. They think that they're in charge. They think that they have figured it out, that they've manipulated the entire system, that they have all of the cards and all of the dice and they have everything, but they, they're going to lose it. I promise you this is going to happen. And this is not about fear. This is the Holy Spirit reveals things that are to come. So if you want abundant life, then the Bible says to sow to the Spirit. The Spirit is the Word of God. The Spirit is the sword of the Spirit that comes out of Jesus' mouth. So what this season is, we have come through the shaking. We've come out the other side. There's going to be more shaking, but those who are standing on the Word, hopefully we will be established. We will remain. As I've said in recent episodes, standing is all about Ephesians chapter 6, or rather Ephesians 6 is all about standing, standing on the word, being immovable, unshakable. And as I said last episode, we're moving forward. Life is about forward movement. People, they have babies, they grow up, they get married, they have another family. It, it's about increase. So a rule of thumb for the enemy in your life is, is what is causing you to stop is it fear? Is it worry? Is it uncertainty? Is it a physical sickness? Whatever it is, it is not from God. It's the devil who comes to stop you. The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus healed all who were oppressed of the devil. So there is a very strong connection to all sickness being demonic because he healed all who were oppressed by the devil. And you know, almost every, you know, most of his healings were demonically, um, d you know, demonic deliver deliverances of demonic spirits. So what is in your life that's trying to stop you? What is it that's slowing you down? Jesus clearly told us that it's about the word and everything he warned us not to do was about the word and it was about not choking the word in Matthew 13 and in all of the other parables about the sower. 
It's the worries of the wealth, of the worries of the world that choke the seed. It's the deceitfulness of wealth that choke the seed. It's the thorns that grow up. It's the devil stealing the word. These are, these are all stopping growth. You know, the violent take it by force. I had a car wash business in 2004 through to 2010. And I'm telling you the truth. These are true stories. I really hated doing sales. Um, I really found it difficult to just, you know, go and door knock, you know. And sometimes I would you know, force myself because people told me to, I'd force myself and knock on doors and I'd go drop flyers under, you know, a hundred, 200, 500, you know, maybe not 500, but say two or 300 houses or businesses. And I would never, you know, very rarely receive a phone call or anything. And these are two true stories in 2005 so about a year into my my business a year and a half i had been struggling and and tr- tr- you know toiling around this issue i i had very few customers maybe 3 per day whereas i needed about 10 per day and i lay in bed and god showed me this one business this one building that i had driven past that day it was in my street it was in one street away from my house and I I got out of bed in the dark, 10 o'clock at night, drove my car. I put one flyer under the door. They called me the next day. I was washing cars there for, for years. And similarly, um, about a year earlier when I first started my business, there was this one building and I was intimidated to go in there. I was there was something about the building. I was like scared of it. There was something about it. I didn't want to go there. I just I was like, I am not going in that building. And it just bothered me to the point where one day I stopped my car and I put one flyer under that one building. You know, in between it was closed, in between the double doors, so you know, they were locked. And the glass doors were locked. And I said, God, I claim this business in Jesus' name. And they called me. And you know what? I washed 10, sometimes more, cars every Friday there for years, years and years. You know, I was making, you know, three, four, five hundred dollars some days in that one location for years. And and that customer led to other customers. And I'm just telling you, God God has a has has a deliverance a strategy for you, but it's not what you think. It's as you seek His face, it's as you obey Him. I have story after story like that where it breaks the rules, where I was reading the Bible instead of studying, and literally not studying, and and got the best marks that I had ever had at university. You know what the Holy Spirit told me? He said. I went to the exams. I'm like, God, I have not studied. You know, I've sat in the in the lectures. Yes, I had done the. I hadn't. God is. God won't be mocked. He he said, "You will reap what you sow." So I had gone to the lectures. I had taken notes, but other than listening to the lecturer, I had done no study because he would not let me put down my Bible. So I was reading my Bible for hours and hours. 
and it was exam time and I was reading my Bible, he would not let me study. I went to multiple choice exams. This is at university, third year level university, and I didn't read the questions. He said A, C, B, D, and I, I just I circled the answers without reading the question. I got 18 out of 20. Okay, that was in the year 2000 at Swinburne University. He said, I said, what am I going to do, God? I, I can't, I haven't read the books. He said, I'm prom- I s- promise you this is what happened. He said, God, God said, write the essay as though you are the authority. So organizational behavior. I argued that I was a group as an individual on my own, which was against the textbook. A textbook said a, a group is two or more people. I argued that I had a relationship with God and that I was a group. I got a distinction and I got called back to do honors for that assignment. I didn't want to go back to I was. I only did university for my parents, okay? I did not want to go. Uh, I never used it, you know. I, I've, I never wanted a job in a building on a computer. Still don't. And that's why I started the car wash because I thought, well, that's at least that's a business. But I'm telling you, that was not, that was me following the word. That was me following the word. And he is a person. So this morning, I'm hungry for him. I'm hungry for his word. And I sit down and I read one chapter of Psalms. And I sit down for a moment after I've read it. And I feel my cells in my body separate. You know, I can't explain it, but I feel the word dividing between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. He's bringing correction into my body. What did I do? Well, the Bible says the presence of the Lord was there to heal. But there is no difference between his personality and his word. There's no difference between his presence and who he is. There's no difference between his presence and his word. So the Bible says he sent his word and healed us. So what is it? it is, is it his word that heals you? Or is it his presence that heals you? Well, I don't really mind. I don't, it doesn't bother me. I can sit and, and have communion with God. And I don't even need any elements. You know, can't two people who love each other, who've lived together for 30 years, can't they sit in silence? Can't they just enjoy each other's presence? Yes. But maybe when they first met, they needed some elements. They needed a they needed to go to a movie together. Or they needed to at least go for a walk along a, a nice romantic sunset beach. But after 30 years, can't they just sit? Can't they just look in each other's eyes? And, 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 and experience communion. You know, an intimacy that's beyond going to the movies together. Now, in the, in the early days of a relationship, you, you give flowers to represent your love. You give chocolates to represent your love. You give time to represent your love. And we shouldn't stop doing these things. I regularly take communion with the elements. But sometimes I don't, I want him so bad, I'm not, I can't wait. I just want to 
eat him. I say, Jesus, I eat your body right now. I eat, I drink your blood right now. I want you to become part of me. And sometimes I feel, you know, the the very presence of God, the communion. I feel him surveying me. You know, will you allow the word of God to survey you? David says in the Psalms, you know, search me, God. Have a look. See if there's any wicked way in me. You know, we... we would you open your heart to the word? Would you open your heart to the spotlight of God? Would you present yourself as a living sacrifice and say, burn me? Because his word is a holy fire. His word is a winnowing fork. His word is a, is a he wants to bring correction. He wants to, and he won't do it against your will. You know, he'll, he will wait for you to allow him to correct you. You know, come into his presence today with fear and trembling. I was going to read all these scriptures, but I feel like it's enough. John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And Jesus, all through the Bible, calls us to stand on his Word, to eat his Word, to obey his words, that the words that he speaks are eternal life. Bread alone will not satisfy you, but true life is found in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, Matthew chapter 4. So we thank you, Jesus, for your word. Today we eat you. We don't eat the media and the websites we've been reading, God. We eat you. We don't eat the words from our family and friends who who don't know you, who speak on their own authority, Lord, but we yield to your words. We believe what you have spoken about us, not what the doctors have spoken about us. You say that we are healed. You say that we are sons. You say that we are redeemed, and we will eat that word. We'll eat it, even if it goes sour in our stomachs, like in, in uh, with Isaiah, Father God. Lord Jesus Christ, we take your word, which is your presence to heal. We imbibe you, Lord. Come into us. Bring, separate ourselves, Lord, and bring healing and bring correction. Come and look inside of us. Do whatever you will inside of us, Lord. We invite you in. Holy Spirit. Allow the Father. He's a good Father. There's nothing evil in Him. There is no lie in Him. God is light, and in Him there is no darkness. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. He, can, you can trust God. The bad things that happened to you were never; they were not God, and He forgives you for the mistakes that you've made. He doesn't care. He just wants you. He's jealous for you. Would you look into His eyes? They are a flame of fire. He sees you. He sees through you. He chose you before the beginning of time, before the creation of the world. Did he choose you? Isn't that amazing? Oh, my God.
Romans 8.30 from memory. Having determined our destiny ahead of time. God has your destiny determined. Determined. He's focused. He, he set his face like flint and he's determined your destiny. And he called you to himself, transferred his perfect righteousness to you whom he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, which is you, he co-glorified with his son. God's destiny for you is glory, glorification, which means completion, fulfillment. He's gonna, he wants to pour his spirit on you today. Those of you who are standing on his word, I see you like on an island of his word. And there might be chaos going around you. It doesn't matter what's happening in the world around you. But you are firmly established on the word of God, which is Jesus, which is a person. And he's going to pour out over you his spirit. And he's going to get you to your destination. Thank you, Father God. We, we ask these things. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Hey, guys, I've been Jonathan. You've been listening to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Please share this around. Have a look at the articles on the MelbourneUndergroundChurch.com if you'd like some more. Um, they probably need some editing. Uh, God bless you. We'll see you around.